God be the glory. Beloved, I welcome you this hour to Herald Broadcasting Network Bible Banquet, our daily audio devotional coming to you this season from the book of 2 Corinthians. Today, by the grace of God, we read 2 Corinthians chapter 7. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Receive us. We have wronged no man. We have corrupted no man. We have defrauded no man. I speak not this to condemn you. For I have said before that ye are in our house to die and live with you. Great is my boldness of speech towards you. Great is my glorying of you. I am filled with comfort. I am exceeding joyful in all our tribulation. For when we were come into Macedonia, our flesh had no rest, but we were troubled on every side. Without were fightings, within were fears. Nevertheless, God that comforted those that are cast down comforted us by the coming of Titus, and not by his coming only, but by the consolation wherewith he was comforted in you, when he told us your earnest desire, your mourning, your fervent mind toward me, so that I rejoice more. For though I made you sorry with a letter, I do not repent, though I did repent, for I perceive that the same epistle had made you sorry, though it were but for a season. Now I rejoice, and that ye were, not that ye were sorry, but that ye sorrowed to repentance. For ye were made sorry after a godly manner, that ye might receive damage by us in nothing. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. For behold, this self same thing that ye sorrowed after a godly sorrow. What carefulness it wrought in you, yea, what clearing of yourselves, yea, what indignation, yea, what fear, yea, what vehement desire, yea, what zeal, yea, what revenge. In all things you have approved yourself to be clear in this matter. Wherefore, though I wrote unto you, I did it not for his cause that had done the wrong, nor for his cause that suffered wrong, but that our care for you in the sight of God might appear unto you. Therefore, we were comforted in your comfort, yea, and exceedingly the more joyed we for the joy of Titus, because his spirit was refreshed by you all. For if I have posted anything to him of you, I am not ashamed, but as we speak all things to you in truth, even so our boastings which I made before Titus is found a truth, and his inward affection is more abundant toward you, whilst he remembers the obedience of you all. How with fear and trembling you received him. I rejoice therefore that I have confidence in you 
in all things. May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of his word, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, of all that we have read, this is the song, an exhortation to holiness, and the whole church entreated to be affection to the apostle. That's what we read in verse 1 to 4. He rejoiced in their sorrowing to repentance, verses 5 to 11, and in the comfort they and trust uh, Titus had together, verses 12 to 16. Now here are some beautiful lessons we may draw from this reading. The promises of God are strong reasons for us to follow after holiness. We must cleanse ourselves from all feariness of flesh and spirit. If we hope in God as our Father, we must seek to be holy as He is holy and perfect as our Father in heaven is. His grace by the influence of His Spirit alone can purify, but holiness should be the object of our constant prayers. If the ministers of the gospel are taught contemptible, there is danger lest the gospel itself be despised also. And though ministers must flatter none, yet they must be gentle towards all ministers and everyone, everyone indeed in the congregation. Ministers may look for esteem and favor when they can safely appeal to the people that they have corrupted no man by false doctrines or flattering speeches, that they have defrauded no man nor sought to promote their own interests so as to hurt any. It was affection to them that made the apostles speak so freely to them and caused him to glory of them in all places and upon all occasions. There were fightings without and continual contentions within and opposition from Jews and Gentiles and there were fears within and great concern for such as sad embrace the Christian faith. But God comforts those who are cast down. We should look above and beyond all means and instruments to God as the author of all the consolation and good we may enjoy. Sorrow according to the will of God, tending to the glory of God, and robbed by the Spirit of God, renders the heart humble, contrite, submissive, and disposed to mortify every sin and to walk in newness of life. And this repentance is connected with saving faith in Christ and an interest in His atonement. There is a great difference between the sorrow of a godly sort and the sorrow of the world. The happy fruits of true repentance are mentioned here in the epistle of the Apostle Paul to the Corinthians, where the heart is changed, the life and actions will be changed. It wrought indignation as sin at themselves, at the tempter and his instruments. It wrought a fear of worthfulness and a cautious fear of sin. It wrought desire to be reconciled with God. It wrought zeal for duty and against sin. It wrought revenge against sin and their own folly by endeavors to make satisfaction for injuries 
done thereby, deep humility before God, hatred of all sin, with faith in Christ, a new heart and a new life, make repentance in unto salvation. Therefore I pray that may the Lord bestow this on every one of us. The Apostle Paul was not disappointed concerning the people of Corinth, uh, which the, he signified to Titus, and he could with joy declare the confidence he had in them for the time to come. Here we see the duties of a pastor and of his flock. The latter must lighten the troubles of the pastoral office by respect and obedience the former must make a due return by his care of them and cherish the flock by testimonies of satisfaction, joy, and tenderness. This is what Paul brings to the uh, Corinthian brethren. This same thing we bring to you today, dear listener, that you may be blessed. And I pray that God may grant every minister the righteous zeal of the Apostle Paul as well as the earnest steadfastness of the early disciples. And may God help us all to walk in newness of heart instead of being Satan's instruments of hot temper and disunity as it were in the present Christendom. And may the Lord help us to have victory and be there with him at last. I pray that it shall be well with you this day, dear listener, and as you prepare to go out, May the hand of the Lord be upon you to bless you indeed. May the Lord enlarge your coast. May He grant that His anointing be mighty to make you untouchable by the power of darkness. And I pray it shall be well with you. Go in the might of the Holy Spirit and you shall have victory. In Jesus' name, Amen.